State everyone, the premier public broadcast of Galactica Network. My handle is citizen42.gala within the Cypher State. You can call me Dave. And today I'm joined by my regular co-host Cosmos Hoss and some amazing guests as usual. Um, so before we start, I need to give our normal disclaimer. Um, it's very important to remember that myself and Cosmos Hoss, any team members that join us on the panel, we are your guides to navigating the Cypher State, but we are not your financial advisors. Any guest opinions are their own, as nothing said in this space constitutes financial nor investment advice. So never ask for it, we'll never give it. And uh, if we do give it, it will be terrible. So please just don't. Um, okay, uh, so now let's go through the panel. We've got some great people with us today. Uh, firstly, Hoss, how are you doing, my friend? It's good to have you back. I'm doing well, man. I, I'm always excited for every Tuesday to get it going and hear from you know our guests and panelists. And uh, we always... It's kind of like uh, this space is good for one of the reasons of most of the spaces that I'm involved with is specifically all about the tech. And not that this isn't about tech and crypto, but it's also about real issues and compliance and privacy and tools. And it's really good. And I think our other guests today resonate with that because of the things that they're building and, and implementing in this space are much needed for for everyone really and and i'm a real big privacy advocate so i'm really looking forward to today's uh topics hell yeah man this is why i love the the bear market in general to be honest because you can actually get hold of real people really good builders and actually have a decent conversation with them and not even just on the tech either you can actually make proper relationships and talk about the stuff that actually matters in the space it's it's just a good time in general i like i like bear markets Okay, so we've got Dan from Serenity Shield. How are you doing, man? Man, if I were any better, I'd be twins. Uh, I'm, I'm great, actually. Um, well, with the exception of not being able to sleep the past couple of nights, but, uh, you know, I, I could totally uh, BS you and say it's because uh, I've been so excited about what's going on, but mostly I'm just having some issues with... Uh, I'm one of those unfortunate guys that has to use a CPAP at night, and I'm having some technical difficulties so beyond that uh, i am actually very very excited about what's going on um we're uh you know i'm, I'm always excited to get out here and, and and be out in the public and talk to people about what we're doing and just not just that but the whole space is just it's been you know you mentioned about liking being in the bear market i mean when it comes to actually being able to sit down and talk and have substantive conversations about about what really matters, you're absolutely right. In in the bull run, everybody's so heady and everything's so crazy that that you know nobody can make time. But now, because everybody's sitting down, we're building in the background. Um, you know, there's 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 conversations to be had. There's there's collaborations to be developed. It's it is the best time in the market to be having these conversations. 
100%, man. 100%. And I'm glad you're here now. Uh, we've also got uh, Patrick uh, from Jackal Protocol. How are you doing, Matt, Patrick? So it's, uh, it's really good to have you up for the first time. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, first, can you hear me okay? I know my room's a little bit echoey here. I can hear you just fine personally. Yep. Perfect. Uh, how am I doing? I guess any better, I'd be Dan. Uh, he sounds like he's having a great time over there. <laughs> um, I'm just working away. So uh, my name is Patrick. I'm one of the co-founders of the Jackal Protocol, and uh, I'm CEO at Jackal Labs, where we build cybersecurity products using blockchains. And our primary product is a data storage blockchain called the Jackal Protocol, which is really low-level infrastructure to have distributed data storage, kind of like a decentralized physical infrastructure network. If uh, we can go in a little bit into that, but really great to be here. Uh, really great to be here with these other panelists. And it's uh, nice to learn about Galactica. It looks really, like a really, really interesting application and protocol. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. No, we're very thankful to have you up, mate. And uh, and yeah, I'm sure we'll be talking about uh, Galactica. We'll be talking decentralized storage. We'll also be talking about all the latest news to even start with. So everyone's up to speed on what's going on in the space. I'd like to make sure our, our audience is uh, very well informed on this space. Uh, regarding just about everything they, you know, everything that matters right now in this space. Um, so yeah, that's uh, we'll we'll get on with it. But first, we have also uh, my my other brother. I have uh, my first brother, Co uh, Cosmos Hoss. I have my second brother, John Reynolds, who is uh, business development over at Galactica Network. How you doing, John? What's up? Hey, doing pretty good. Uh, just uh, yeah, finally taking the time to build out my contact database uh for all of my crypto connections so it's a project i've been avoiding for five years uh but now i have actually seven i guess but yeah now i have um a team working on it and uh we are just trying to get all four or five thousand of these contacts in one place so that we can really start leveraging it so bear market projects but uh yeah i agree they are the best it's it's good to not have to check the charts every 30 seconds it's good not to wake up and feel like you're already missing out on all the alpha uh there is a lot of alpha but it's uh it's a manageable pace right now i'll say which always changes when the bull market gets in full swing so double-edged sword for sure yeah, what I'm liking at the moment is that all the alpha is fundamental in nature, rather than just you know mostly uh, speculative hype. I, I'm I'm very glad of the fundamental nature of the current space. Um, so uh, yeah, um, wonderful. That's uh, that's our panel today, guys. There may well be some more people joining, and in fact, if you wish at some point during this space, you're welcome to request to speak. You will be vetted uh, to prevent uh, any bots coming up. If you're a bot, Cosmos Hoss will bash you on the head with a giant hammer. Um, so don't even try. There you go, right there. Um, if so, I uh, could, uh, if I could actually request that we bring Justin up, he's uh, he's my uh, compatriot here. Uh, he he got here a little bit late. Of course, uh, Hoss, can you take care of that? Yeah, man? I just got him. And just uh, for your information, I didn't hear one word John said. So sadly, I think that every time he speaks, I won't be able to hear him. Which is uh john maybe you can leave and then come back and we can get you back up is that going to help i don't that know that does work a lot of times i found uh it, just, Wait, it, it can all it's always with the um wi-fi connection mine's good but maybe when he first came in it was messing up or something but oh gotta gotta love elon musk right elon's elon's the best they don't have enough okay uh john yeah john uh cosmos House can't actually hear you mate at all 
Uh, so if you can jump down and then jump back up again, maybe we can get you back for a horse. Okay, in the meantime, guys, uh, everyone get comfortable um, and get ready to learn something, hopefully, um, and have a bit of fun. Uh, so um, if anyone listening again wants to speak, please request. We're, you're more than welcome to come up and uh, have a chat with us. We will be prioritizing our main speakers, but if you just want to have a question or something. Um, also, if you are new to the Lister panel and you didn't hear me the first time, please take a little look down in that little pub box on the bottom right-hand side. Give us a like and a retweet on the space. It will really help us out. And give us a comment if you have any questions. Okay. Um, also, if you can check the pin tweet at the top, the Voyager Art campaign, if you want to get into, get, uh, have a little go with the um, public devnet of Galactica Network, it's always a good time. All right, guys, let's uh, let's start off the space. Um, so we have um, <laughs> quite a lot of news today. Uh, well, a few a few topics, but very important ones. And, and firstly, in fact, I would just like to um, to put up my uh, my condolences, my um, my feelings, my my love to people affected by uh, Storm Harold, Storm Hillary, and uh, and think coming up Storm Franklin about to hit the Caribbean within the next thirty six forty eight hours. Uh, love and safety to our American friends and family. Um, my American-based brother, brothers, Hoss and John, I hope you guys are not tangled up in any of this or any of your family members. I, I don't know if uh, you've got anything going on there. I'm not, you know, I'm not affected by it, but the air quality just in general is not really good right now. I don't know if it's good anywhere, but yeah, it's it's sad for sure. I, I didn't even know there were storms. I'm just chilling, just vibing in the New York City area. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, Canada's yeah, Haas and I are actually in Pittsburgh, so we don't have much to worry about in terms of uh, inclement weather coming out of the oceans. We're uh, far enough inland that, you know. Yeah, and it rains. You, you just so don't much, get weather. It's like nearly impossible for there to be like a forest fire. I mean, we live in the mountains, but it's it like rains all the time. So it's really hard for that to happen here. 100%, yeah. Well, in any case, uh, just uh, just love and safety to everyone, everyone involved, if they are. Um, okay, um, so I guess the the major point of news um, this week has been the the rise, the meteoric rise of Friend Tech. So this uh, this uh, new social protocol, it's a social token protocol. It's uh, generated over a million dollars in fees in just twenty four hours. So that's more than Uniswap, more than Bitcoin. Um, this thing is uh, is going a bit nuts. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, this is, uh, I don't know if, uh, anyone else is, uh, has been keeping up with friend tech. I'm sure several of the people on the panel probably have, uh, but my understanding of it is that it is a, uh, it's essentially like a mapping. It's a, it's a, it just maps users to an address on the back end, and then, uh, it applies uh, a bonding curve to anyone who, um, who buys a, a stock in a person in a, in a, in an address. So uh, essentially, if you but you can buy shares in in someone and in an influencer, I suppose who wants to use this, um, you get access to a, a gated chat, and uh, and then uh, but then every time someone else buys it, the price goes up the bonding curve. Um, so it's uh, it's an interesting mechanism. Um, uh, I, we've seen it before in the in the in the form of uh, BitClout. If anyone remembers that one. Uh, that one was uh, uh, slightly different in that you couldn't withdraw and there were all sorts of other problems with it. This one seems to be um, leveraging Web2 a little more in order to like uh, make sure none of those problems happen again. Uh, but it's uh, it's something that I, I'm not a huge fan of personally, just uh, not Galactica's uh, uh, 
um, point of view, but it's something I'm not a massive fan of in a personal personal context. Uh, so I'd just like to get some opinions to start with on uh, on Friend Tech and uh, what you guys think. Um, I think uh, we'll start off with one of our new guests, Patrick. Uh, I don't know if you have any opinions on this one, mate. Yeah, um, I, I don't know how much of a fan I am of, of a, a product like that where you're kind of buying stock in individuals. It's uh, the, the question that I have is from an economics design is how do you continue to bring capital into that space? Um, it, it's, it's not, I guess it's on the influencers to continuously pump out content and bring value to those specific chats. But I wonder at what point does the value of being in a chat like that start to flip? It's an interesting, it's an interesting model. Um, it's kind of like OnlyFans for chats. I haven't used it personally, but uh, it's uh, it's interesting to gate content like that. But I'm also wondering where the content is is stored itself. I the, just full disclaimer: I haven't looked into it. And I don't have an account myself yet. But I'm just trying to think of the meta economic design number one and number two is the infrastructure design of a product like that to maintain value in whichever you're buying as a stock. So I, I need a little bit more information to have an informed decision. Yeah, I mean, that's very good points and very good questions raised, to be honest. Um, but like uh, for your context as a, as a data storage provider, I think it's, um, it's only text right now. There's, there's no images, there's no, nothing else except text. Um, so I'm not sure. Not about, like, I'm not, um, I, honestly, honestly I'm, I'm not sure about the back. I'm not sure about the back. All I know from the from the back end is a smart contract that um, that basically just like I say, just maps uh, addresses to other addresses. So I don't think it's going to be on chain. I think the the front end does all this stuff. It's pretty, it's it's fascinating model. I uh, I just I'm curious how long this is going to last. I, I wish them all the best though. At the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, never, never any shade towards any builders in this space. Even if you know if they're trying something new, I'm happy for them. But. Uh, but yeah, um, so let's get some let's get some more opinions. Sorry, that's my my kid in the background. Um, Dan, what do you think, man? I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know a terrible amount about it. My my concern though is always with. I mean, if you know anything about what we do over at Serenity Shield, I, this is my own preference as well as you know, sort of where we come at it from from a, from a company perspective. But for me, I am much more reticent to share my information the more and more I know about digital existence, right? And so the whole idea of sharing my information, I'm not convinced that a lot of this information isn't being held in very centralized locations um, and, and in centralized ways, which makes, you know, that that opens things up to some pretty significant um uh weaknesses um especially moving forward i mean the whole point of the space is to is to get away from that sort of thing and i'm not really saying that we need to have anonymity but i am more concerned about security um and and confidentiality and uh that that's my big concern with any of these projects like this where you're trying to uh, work out some sort of um Social component to to the to one hundred percent, and that's I, one of the things. That's like I said, I don't done. know this space. I don't know this project at all well enough to have have a an intelligent uh, opinion on it specifically. But that is my biggest concern. Yeah, no worries, Dan. That's completely fair. Um, but just uh, again, just for just for um, your context, um, 
uh, there's it basically just takes like uh, either a phone number or it links to a Twitter Twitter account on the front end. So that's how they provide, I guess, some semblance of Sibor resistance. However, um, that also opens up a massive issue in that um, there's actually been a, a scraped database um, from some uh, some uh, some source or another of of pretty much all the Frentech users um, who have linked their um, ETH accounts to their Twitter accounts. So this is one of the ways that um, pseudonymity goes out the window, guys. So just be, as Dan says, be very very careful. Um, what information you give to who, uh, and the, what information you make public, and what permissions you give to what apps, because uh, it is uh, it's going to get a bit ridiculous. Because you know, if you've got an ETH address, and if you've got a, if you link it to your Twitter account, and then you say just about anything on Twitter that gives away your identity, your information, your location, you know, people can link you. And especially in the age of artificial intelligence, um, that shit's just going to get scraped, and you will be identified immediately. Uh, so just be very careful. It's uh, it's a it's a scary kind of age, and it's only going to get worse. So don't give away your data freely. Um, Hoss, my brother, what about you? I haven't done. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I didn't do real, a lot of research on it. You know, like the positives always is potentially more people get into this space one one way or another. You know, and I think in the future and right now, a lot of times um, privacy is an afterthought. And it's almost like an exclusive group that actually cares about, you know, their privacy and their digital rights and their their freedom and their, and all that. Like me being one of them, I'm sure pretty much everyone in this space and, you know, any really anyone that's in Cosmos for the most part, you know, kind of cares about their salt, you know, their sovereignty and whatnot. So I don't know, mixed mixed bags. I will never use it just like I'll never use PYUSD, but I think, you know, the, the more ways of getting new people into the space, the better. And then it's just up for all the, all those entities and dApps and, and teams and communities to kind of help them uh, help people, new people in this space and try to find a place maybe to get them over to your protocol or whatnot. But yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of, of being able to link addresses and, and all that. I think that's one of the reasons I kind of got into the space in the first place was, having an identity but being sovereign and, and not everyone knowing everything about you at every moment and then tra tracing your wallet address and you know like i have public addresses that i don't care really that people can see and then i also have private addresses that you know it's kind of just me and i don't want people to be like oh this is what he's doing this is what he's buying this is what you know like i, I don't see that being like a sustainable model just in general and then yeah, I think Patrick had some good points. Like, like where, where's, where's the cliff? Where's the plateau of you? You know, th these people putting out content and all that. I think right now, um, Twitter X has a pretty good model of of doing ad revenue shares and things like that. After I don't know what it is. It's it's a pretty sub substantial amount of engagement that you need. Like I'm not even at that. So like it's really just for people that have been you know on twitter for several years and have a either had some sort of popularity before they got into this space or some sort of celebrity or just someone that's been super grinding in this space but um yeah i mean, I mean like that's kind of my thought process anytime there's ways for new people to get into the space i'm all for it but i'm all for like like how do we get those people over into what we're doing i have a bull case well, actually for it which is uh, interesting. 
can Please, I, yeah. I can hand the mic over? Um, I know that in the Web2 world, the emergence of these kind of like uh, gated groups or mastermind groups, as they call them, or, or courses and that whole industry is really, really large in Web2. And I, I know that it does quite well. And that's why everyone's selling courses all of a sudden, or everyone's selling mastermind <laughs> groups all of a sudden for specific um, knowledge in, in a specific area, right? And that's kind of the bold case that I see for a product like this is having token gated access to a, a group of individuals that are all kind of working or you want access to a group of individuals that are all kind of in a specific knowledge space or individuals that are really, really adapt to specific, like it's, a good example is imagine myself and uh, the guys that surround the shield and Greg from Akash all kind of had a group on that application where we sell access to people that are knowledgeable in decentralized physical infrastructure networks, for example. Uh, that's, that's an area where I think that it could take off, but I don't know if that's the direction that they're going. Yeah, like a, a, a giga inf like a like a, a completely networking tool. It's it's an interesting use case for sure. And one of the things I always ask whenever I look at a new protocol is, of course, first, why does it need to be crypto? Um, and uh, the answer to that is, uh, I'm not sure exactly on this one. Um, I think, as uh, Hulsa said, you know, there's a thousand um, Web2 platforms that do this uh, in one way or another, um, which are obviously going to be more efficient and, uh, and um, uh, be able to pay people a lot easier. Um, but uh, the you know obviously the the ownership aspect of crypto is I guess the uh, the main draw for this kind of thing, um, um, and maybe like the cross border aspect I'm not sure, uh, but it just seems like it's a it's a it's a it's an influencer like a roundtable is is kind of the impression I got I did try it uh, I'm I am uh, on there on one of my private accounts and uh, I got bought I got bought by like three people so I'm very very proud of myself, um, but. Um, but yeah, it just seems like one of these things that's ideal in a bear market for the remaining influencers who are here um, to get together and chill together. And it's like a self-fulfilling thing where, you know, once uh, it gains a certain level of traction, it just goes viral because it's all about influence. It's all about, uh, you know, people with uh, large accounts um, making, um, uh, leveraging those accounts for, for views and for people buying their shares. Uh, we have John. Please, John, go ahead, mate. I've, uh, I've neglected you for too long. Yeah, I just want, as like one of the people who's, I don't know, I, I have used it um, a bit. I've talked to a bunch of people. I have my own. Um, I have some ideas for how to leverage it for some of the alpha channels that I run and that I'm a part of. Um, but basically, to me, I see this as sort of the next stage for you know celebrity culture or whatever i think it's very important that we look beyond crypto um because this is something that is in crypto only because it's new and it's built using crypto so we are the first people aware of it um but if you look you will see that there's a lot of only fans um creators who their subscribers have already proven that they will pay to get more access to um and uh, also video gaming uh, professionals. So professional gamers are also leveraging this um, because people, you know, will pay st Twitch streamers just like they'll pay OnlyFans content creators. 
Um, and you know, those are, we, we are slowly working our way up the celebrity food chain, so to speak. Um, and I just think this is another way of leveraging and, and financializing a, um, attention economy. And I, I think it's also important to understand that like, this is literally the first version, um, of this app. Um, like it's not even an app. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's really just a website that's optimized for your phone which I think is also brilliant um, because it's a way of getting around the uh, gatekeepers at Apple in the app stores. Um, so I think that it's a primitive, it's a very good primitive though, because um, the bonding curve, you know, makes it so that if somebody wants to buy a thousand shares of somebody, they're, they're going to be bidding against themselves. Um, and so it, it, I tried this the other day. I bought five shares of myself and it went from like 0. 0.00007 all the way to finally be like 0. 0.01 or whatever, which is a, I don't know, 15x increase. Um, and yeah, it's interesting to have, you know, two tiers of access to people, basically. The tier of people who do not have a key, now they call it, because shares are too obviously securities terms. Um, and you know, so the people who don't have it and the people who do have it. And so now there's just another way of signifying, you know, um, your values, your interests, your intentions, um, and spending your money as a way of doing that. And the main difference now is that you are owning that affinity, you are owning that share, so you have the ability to resell it for potentially a higher price. Um, and the person whose affinity you own is benefiting financially from that because they are collecting a portion of the fees. I think it's 5% of all transaction fees go to the owner, 5% goes to the friend tech team. So this is, a everyone's like, oh, this is a flash in the pan. It's like, yeah, this is a flash in the pan with crypto. But can you imagine like real estate people getting a hold of this? Like, um, you know, OnlyFans, video gaming, all that stuff. But I have friends who have also, you know, who run funds and they post their positions there and they, they post their research there. And there is real, you know, value uh, to this. It's just up to us and up to the rest of the, the world to figure out like how to leverage it. But I think the rails are solid. I think it's hilariously bad that they don't have a privacy policy in place. It literally just says like coming soon. Um, so yeah, serious, serious concerns, but uh, whatever, like personally, yeah, I basically probably burned, you know, a wallet or two um, to fund it. But what's important to understand also is that they're in, they are creating a wallet for you um, and they're creating a wallet for you on base. Um, so they're directly onboarding users into, you know, the layer two ecosystems, which to me is really important. That's something Haas said as well. Totally agree. Um, but yeah, I'm, um, cautiously optimistic on it as, as someone who's used it and, and really thought about how to leverage it from a business and networking perspective. How, the, how are the fees on there? Uh, the fees are non-existent. Like the, it's yeah. Like, I mean, there are fees, but it's, um, I think point zero zero one zero no point zero 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 one. I don't know. I don't want to get it wrong. No, no. It's, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, just an, it's basically just like an L2 that's. Well, it is an L2. Yeah. yeah it's on base, which is a optimism stack, um, chain. So yeah, I mean, it's, 
you know, it's not perfect, but it's pretty great. It's good. Okay, so mixed opinions. We're going to have to see how this one turns out. And uh, maybe um, from what I'm hearing, the, the front end has a lot of questions. The back end maybe has more promise as just a bunch of smart contracts, I guess. We'll have to see if uh, anyone else spins up something more like uh, even better. And then I would, um, you know what? I think that if I can jump in here, I think it's, you know, to get back to a point that we were talking about earlier, I, I think these conversations are important uh, to be had right now, precisely because during a, during a bull run, we don't ever stop, take a breath, take our time to scrutinize projects. Okay. I mean, I know I didn't. Um, now, obviously, I'm older more mature now in the space and I have a little bit more perspective on how things should be done here um, than, than when I first got in and hopefully we all do. But I think at the end of the day, it's, it's just us asking these questions is going to be beneficial because it's, I mean, right now when we started, we only had five or six people. Here. Now we've got 20 people or, or so. And I'm sure that there will be a whole lot of other people who are going to be listening to this on the back end and, and, what this does is it helps us to to provide that sort of education and outreach. And it's not about providing the, the necessary information for people to make a decision about whether they want to get involved with this project. It's more about providing people a way to understand how to break down these projects, how to think about them, the questions that we need to be asking about them. And and these are these are important. We don't do this when when, when everybody's throwing money at everything. So I, let me just take a moment and say thank you for, for creating a space for allowing us to do this because this is exactly what we've been needing. No bullshit, no, uh, no, no uh, uh, moon boy behavior here. It's, it's all about just asking the questions that need to be asked. And I think that's, there's a value to that. So. Well, thank you very much, Dan. You're quite right. I think, um, again, like uh, as we said at the beginning of this space, so, um, we intend to educate on this space. We intend to invite people who can provide value uh, and who can educate people who decide to listen. Um, and if we can, like Dan says, if we can arm people who are listening to our uh, stream with, uh, with the ability to perform basic due diligence before the market hype comes back, I think that's a massive value add for everyone involved. Um, so yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a great point, and also um, it's uh, it's uh, it's brought by Dan, one of our uh, two like special guests today, and uh, we currently have uh, two of the uh, juggernauts of uh, of decentralized storage, um, uh, especially within the Cosmos network, with us today. Uh, so I'd very much like to get onto uh, onto uh, onto the topic of that. Um, but before we do, uh, I'd just like to invite everyone uh, who is listening to us right now. As Dan rightly said, there's quite a few more people in here now. Uh, if you could just do us a favor, uh, jump down into the uh, into the bottom right hand button of the space, give us a like and a retweet on the space. It would massively help us out, get us a lot more um, listeners on the recording. Um, and we've been having loads and loads more people listening to the recording lately. Uh, we've got uh, hundreds of people listening to it on the recording now. So it's absolutely wonderful to see. It means people care, it means we're getting the right content out. So I'm very happy about that. Um, okay, guys. Um, so. Um, Dan, Patrick, um, uh, we're going to put you in a cage match uh, to uh, to decide um, who gets to go first. Uh, I'm obviously just kidding, being uh, just just in jest, but we will, in fact, put you in a cage match regardless when we can. Uh, but for now, uh, we're going to start with uh, Patrick from Jackal Protocol. 
Um, if we can just start off with a bit of an introduction, uh, so we kind of have a bit more of an overview of what Jackal Protocol does and maybe educate us a little, that would be great. Um, so yeah, if you can take it away, that'd be good. Yeah, 100%. Um, so what Jackal is, it's an infrastructure. It's not really a product. So the infrastructure that we provide is we have a layer one Cosmos blockchain. And the unique thing about the Jackal protocol is it has two peer-to-peer networks. One is the validators of the blockchain where they manage the tokens, they manage uh, the file trees associated with your storage, they manage the incentives for the storage providers, they manage all kinds of different things. And they just kind of run like a traditional blockchain validator network. Uh, They're just validating a lot more stuff with storage proofs and storage contracts and that kind of stuff. The second peer-to-peer network is a peer-to-peer network of data storage providers. So these are machines that are purpose-built for data storage. And I know that there's actually some people in the listening right now that are uh, storage providers to the Jackal protocol. So that's kind of what we do is, is we have a decentralized physical infrastructure network that provides storage space to users and users purchase storage space from the Jackal protocol directly. Uh, things that are unique from the Jackal protocol uh, to other storage protocols, um, you can think of Filecoin or ARWeave or storage. Uh, what makes Jackal special is we have completely on-chain storage permissions. So this means that when you have a storage account, uh, all the files and everything from that sense is actually managed by the blockchain directly, which increases cybersecurity posture, digital privacy posture, all that good stuff. And um, the cool thing about Jackal is you can send petabytes of data storage anywhere on the world in six seconds uh, by sharing of access to one of your files on your file tree with another user completely on chain, just using public keys and private keys. So there's no emails, no phone numbers, no nothing. It's just a really secure storage network and uh, storage management network and all that good stuff. So. Um, other things that are special about Jackal is it's the only proof of stake storage network right now. Uh, it is the only storage network with on-chain permissions, as I mentioned. Um, it has, uh, and it's the only storage network with privacy by default with uh, encryption that is managed by the protocol directly. So only the end user with the private keys can access their files. So uh, we think we built a pretty cool thing and uh, we're, we're really excited to continue to bring it to market and get more unique terabytes on this storage network uh, as soon as possible. Man, this is uh, this is why I love the bear market again, guys. You know, you get to talk to people who are building stuff that you just didn't know about before, and I'm very happy to hear it. That's awesome, Patrick. Um, so, Dan, same question, man. Uh, can you just give us a bit of an overview of Serenity? Sure. Well, you know, to be honest, Justin's actually the, the more technical of us. Um, I, I would definitely defer to him in terms of describing the the ins and outs of, of actually how everything works. Um, he, he sounds much better doing that side so and i'd like to actually bring him up anyway because i'd like to get them uh introduced to everybody as well yeah i think uh cosmos has brought him up so justin please man hi hey oh sure yeah hey everybody hope you're doing well hope you can hear me um just to give you the thirty thousand like foot view of what serenity shield is all about we are essentially using blockchain um, to solve a blockchain problem where everybody here has a seed phrase and I'm sure everybody here has at least one, if not multiple paper wallets scattered about their property in their walls, wherever hidden away and squirreled. 
what Serenity Shield is doing is bringing blockchain power of security and storage to everyday users so that we can ditch the paper wallets, we can ditch the hardware cold wallets, and you can actually use blockchain to back up uh, any digitized documents that you want to protect. And that is not limited just to seed phrases, although that is where we're starting because we are serving a blockchain space uh, with our flagship Strongbox product. But anything that you can digitize can be um, saved, backed up, recalled, and even left an inheritance to a nominee of your choosing, uh, just in case, you know, the unforeseen happens and you uh, unexpectedly pass away. And how many stories we've heard about people who have died with their, you know, Bitcoin seed phrases locked down somewhere that nobody knows where they exist, let alone throwing away a hard drive with it on it. Um, so the design of our uh, Strongbox product is basically adapt that looks like any app you would ever use in web 2.0 i actually say it looks a lot like a sexier quickbooks um you connect with your metamask or trust wallet or anything that runs on bnb chain you set up an account for yourself that gives you access to your dashboard and from there you're free to create as many strong boxes as you want and personally for me my use case when we first do go to mainnet is going to just be backing up my seed phrases for various wallets and projects that I believe in so I can get rid of the paper wallet and uh, maybe grow some of my hair back in the process. Um, but I do intend to use it for things like digitized uh, wills and deeds to property and whatever you would maybe consider leaving to a loved one when you do die, um, you know, something like the strong box, box solution by our um, Serenity Shield allows us to empower our users to regain complete sovereignty and ownership over what is theirs and deem what they want to leave to who and when and to what degree uh, when they pass without having to involve any third party um, intermediaries such as, you know, attorneys or uh, go to the court system or deal with families being angry that they weren't left the right thing and tying things up in court. This is essentially like if I say my name is Justin and I want to leave half a Bitcoin to my wife and I die, the half Bitcoin goes to my wife through the smart contract that was set up when I created my strong box. So it's like a direct interaction with people to blockchain. And that's, uh, that's something uh, I personally and Galactica Network as a, as a project can resonate with hugely, Justin, that's uh, really well said. Um, so yeah, um, I think, uh, I think all of us uh, here on the stage need to have uh, get together, have another have a little uh, some asynchronous chat because uh, I think there's a lot we can do together as far as that stuff goes. Um, yeah, well, uh, especially if I could jump uh, in. Yeah, Dan. If please. I could yeah. jump in on the back of that, actually, because and this is why I brought Justin on because he 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 is very good at at breaking this down to brass tacks. But one of the things that he didn't mention, and I, I've sort of uh, alluded to it previously, um, we have a, a major. Uh, dedication to educating our community. You know, a, a little bit of background for the for the project. The origin of our project is literally a group of people that got together uh, at the mid to late part of the last bull run uh, to sort of watch each other's backs, um, work on uh, providing some analysis, uh, and to be honest with you, emotional support on. Uh, dealing with the trials and tribulations that we all go through when when uh, when the bull market is in full swing, and 
one of the things that we notice is that there's just a, a decided lack of education. And so one of the things that not only are we a community driven project with that sort of perspective informing and inspiring us to provide the sort of solution that, that we would want to have had earlier in our blockchain careers, but more important than that, we're also trying to provide uh, a groundwork for uh, providing education for the space, uh, both the uh, the um, user end, but also we're we're trying to help develop it from the ground up on the on the technical end. So, um, it, it, I think it's it's really important to understand that the tech is awesome. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's not just about what the tech can do; it's about what we can do for one another, and that's one of the things that I think we don't talk enough about we have to work as a as a as a community like we've been talking about this entire conversation you know the the, the bear market is when you build but the bear market is also about building uh relationships and community so that we can take care of one another when you know the worm turns and things are going all crazy um that for me has been the most important aspect of everything that we do yes the tech is going to be there but at the end of the day, if if we're not doing the things for our community and for the rest of the blockchain community that that we need, at the end of the day, it's all for naught. And the big boys are going to come in and they're going to command the heights and they're going to they're going to call the tune as far as how things develop. So um, sorry if I seem a little bit uh, long winded about that, but I think it's something that we it goes unspoken too often. And I think that we it, we'd be good to emphasize that from time to time. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more, Dan. Um, education is absolutely paramount in this space. There's not enough of it. And uh, when it is available, not enough people use it. So anytime we can highlight it, we will. Um, that's, uh, that's one of the uh, one of the foundational pillars of Galactica Network, in fact, um, is uh, both the educational aspect, as you can tell by the Twitter spaces we try and host, um, but also the, the social aspect. You know, we're actually building a social first blockchain. You know, it's uh, um, actually having identifiable people not only transacting with uh, with their finances, with their with their money, with their tokens, but also with their reputation. You know, based on their reputation. So you can have completely non-financial transactions if you want as well, and uh, build DAOs that aren't just you know token gated. Um, you know, whales win clubhouses. You can have uh, you can have all sorts of uh, new paradigms um, that are social in nature rather than financial. Um, there's an awful lot of um, things that we can export in that regard as well to other projects and blockchains, especially within Cosmos with the with the IBC and the ease of interoperability. Uh, you know, we can we can provide a reputational framework to the entirety of the Cosmos ecosystem if we want. Uh, it's going to be an interesting thing, um, and uh, I'm personally really looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, it's it's fine to absolutely fine to highlight these things, and it is very important. I agree. Um, so yeah, um, I would like to. Uh, um, curious very curious um so what would be your favorite uh, so what would be uh, two things what's the best uh, use case for decentralized storage and what's your favorite use case for decentralized storage if there is a, if indeed they are different in your in your opinion uh, maybe we can start with patrick on that one yeah um it, it's really interesting there's the, the thing about the Jackman protocol doesn't really discriminate on the data that is stored, right? So 
The thing that we're most interested on is how we've been interviewing a lot of different industries and trying to find product market fit for different use cases. In Web3, uh, the predominant goal that we have is to decentralize the storage layer of the blockchain ecosystem in the first place. Currently, almost all data stored... Um, well, let's talk about how data stored using blockchains, number one. so. Most blockchains have the ability to store metadata of, of different things, but at scale, blockchains can really only store about a kilobyte of data at scale. Um, and what this means is that if you have a piece of data that's round larger than the size of a tweet, then you're going to want to employ a off-chain storage network or layer. And predominantly what that has been recently has been Amazon, um, AWS, S3 environments, or uh, Microsoft Azure environments, or Alibaba cloud environments, depending on where you are in the world. And this is kind of a really big issue when it comes to managing data that has to be stored off chain, but still want to tie it to blockchains. Um, so use cases that I look, about, look at in the Web3 ecosystem for data storage, where they have really large data sets is um, NFT marketplaces, for example, where you're looking at JPEGs that have to be stored somewhere. And it's uh, kind of interesting during our interviews in the bear market, NFTs start to disappear because people get to pay uh, the storage environment, such as the S3 environment or uh, another situation where um, the NFT media files actually get lost because of the situation, because the JPEGs aren't actually stored on chain. They're just mapped to chain using IPFS usually. Um, but the data still has to be stored somewhere. So that's an interesting one. Um, video, uh, decentralized music applications, decentralized social applications, um, decentralized data marketplaces. Uh, we've seen a few of those that have popped up where you're trying to uh, monetize data sets by using paywalls, using blockchain technology. Those are all the interesting use cases that we look at in the Web3 space. But the thing that's really important to us at Jackal is trying to get Web2 data onto Web3. So we're looking at things right now that is CCTV camera footage. We're looking at things right now where you have really large data sets that you're trying to transfer between two parties. And uh, since we're on blockchain, it's really good at transferring access to things, right? So uh, you can send the beauty of blockchain. You can send as many as much money anywhere in the world in about six seconds <laughs> using a proof of stake blockchain. And uh, we can do that as well when it comes to access to large data sets. So you can think about mergers and acquisitions. You can think about secure transfer of data for uh, military use cases. The, the possibilities are really endless in that space. So use cases, uh, obviously, we love to work with NFT companies and uh, people that are working uh, chain state backups, all that good stuff. but. For this to be successful, we have to get Web2 data onto Web3. And uh, there's one more piece that I think is important to add is why would someone want to use a blockchain-based data storage system versus a traditional data storage system? And it's a really fair question to ask. Number one is pricing, right? So since Jackal Labs and uh, our team that builds the Jackal protocol, we actually don't run any storage systems. So people that have, we have a bunch of data centers that have idle servers that want to hook into the network. Uh, we have a bunch of individuals that run servers in the basement. And they just want to rent out storage space where they host encrypted data on. And uh, price is a big thing. 
The other thing that's really interesting is cybersecurity and privacy posture, where the only way in and out of that data is private keys, which is uh, not your keys, not your crypto, but it's also not your keys, not your data in this situation. So cybersecurity posture, privacy posture, and price are the three reasons why blockchain-based data storage, or blockchain-based data storage specifically, is, is important. And uh, I feel like I started to ramble a little bit there, but uh, feel free to kind of give any follow-up questions if you have any. That's absolutely fine, Patrick. Really, um, like I say, I'm, I'm not the most uh, I'm not the most up to date or uh, or educated on uh, on decentralized storage. I'm learning all the way. It's great. Um, so maybe Dan or Justin, uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, if you have like obviously Patrick's described quite a few use cases of decentralized storage there, but. Maybe you have a, a favorite or something that you believe maybe he's missed or something you can provide this different. I'll let Justin go ahead because I talk too damn much. <laughs> well, no, I mean, all good. Everything that Patrick said, I can't agree with more. And then I, I think I would just add to it, say that anytime a user is able to store whatever they want is probably the best use case. Because when we're really thinking about moving toward an environment of mass adoption, the easiest way to allow people to adopt your protocol or you know your DAP built on whatever number of layers of uh, blockchain is that they can do what they want. So if we give them sovereignty and autonomy over it and there's limited barriers of entry in terms of like hoops to jump through or gatekeepers for what you are able to store, then that to me is the best use case of data storage. So I guess I would just give the all encompassing everything. <laughs> and I always like to temper that with saying, uh, you know, to call back to how we're speaking about bear markets are for building and bear markets for these kinds of conversations. I think we will see over the next five years, a shift where even bull markets are for building and, and for utility and being focused on education and uh, conversations like this. And you'll see that utility will win out and hype projects that, do come up overnight with no specific use case or no reliable or scalable or sustainable use case will just disappear as a flash in the pan. But when blockchain is boring, and when I say boring, when I say when blockchain can be replaced or can be the thing that replaces Google Cloud and AWS and people are using it without knowing that they're using it, similar to how we're using cell phones right now to talk over X about these pretty lofty concepts like we're just doing it and it's boring and it's everyday use and that's mass adoption. And that's where we need to be focused on. So I guess that's a long roundabout way to say that when the tech is boring as hell that nobody really cares about it anymore, that's going to be the best use case, not just for data, but for the space as a whole. A hundred percent, Justin. I really couldn't, couldn't agree more. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing less degeneracy. I'm seeing less, uh, less volatility and less degeneracy in almost every sense of both of those words. Um, like if you've been around long enough, you know that you know the volatility and the degeneracy has generally got less every time, the, every every cycle. And uh, right now, I think, like you say, we are heading into a more fundamental age for blockchain, and I am here for it. Um, I am uh, I'm very happy to be building in this uh, this particular point uh, where people are starting to uh, understand, like you know, we've built out the greatest financial rails in history. Uh, now we need to you know enhance those financial rails with more with the more human and the and the data side of things so you know we can self-sovereignly hold our financial assets uh, we need to be able to self-sovereignly hold our data um everything that is us so yeah i couldn't i couldn't agree more well said um i'm just going to um uh, ask um hoss or john i don't know if you have any specific questions you want to ask before i carry on with uh, 
my little thoughts, my little ramblings. Yeah. Um, so one of the one of the questions that one of the one of the speakers asked earlier is, you know, in evaluating projects and crypto projects, et cetera, is like, why does this need to be crypto? And I understand the benefits of, you know, leveraging things like IPFS or or Filecoins uh, storage or other decentralized storage solutions. I've, I've looked into it and understand that the pricing can be a huge motivating thing. But what I'm trying to understand for Jackal specifically is um, why there needs to be a token as opposed to, you know, just using traditional tech solutions. That's really one of the things that I that I think the listeners would be interested in. And, you know, is this is this something that if I were to buy, I could retire on, obviously not looking for financial advice. Uh, but, you know, does it accrue any value? I, I need I need an alarm. I need like an alarm button. <laughs> Thank you. Hoss. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Hoss is in, in the in the in the trenches getting us the, the sound bites. Um, but no, I mean, what what is the point of the token? I think the Jackal token would be a good, um, should be a relatively easy question. It's a really good question. And uh, to answer that is, I wish we didn't have to have a token, actually. Uh, but we were kind of pushed towards actually having to have one for a number of different reasons. So why would we want to use blockchain technology for a storage protocol like this? The primary reason is the cybersecurity and privacy posture. So when you look at blockchain, we we say, what are the what are the core values of blockchain in itself? It's self-custody, it's ownership, it's having uh, no one can take away my things. Uh, it's all those very specific, a lot of them are kind of libertarian values. Um, I see them more as a cybersecurity and privacy value. But those are the reasons why we had to have a token because to have self-custodial ownership of your data in a, in, a, in a way like this, or have the ability to peer-to-peer transfer your data anywhere in the world with only you and the other party on the other side have access to that file. Those are the, the core things that we needed to have a token for. And why do we need to have a token? It's to incentivize the validator. Uh, so to have validators running the distributed ledger associated with the files. Um, also having the validators incentivize the storage providers for managing storage contracts. So it's an incentive mechanism. It's also the ability to have self-custody and ownership of your data. So those are the two reasons why it's important for us to have a token. Um, I wish we could do it without a token. And uh, believe it or not, the reason why we built this is before we got into, um, before we got into building Jackal, we were working in digital forensics investigations where we were trying to build an e-discovery tool for court. Uh, to track and trace files um, across a network. And we were trying to find a storage layer that would act as a clean forensic environment where no third party has access to that file that can kind of corrupt that clean forensic environment, basically. And that's what led us to actually build a product like this, is to have that security posture where only the end user with their private key has access or whoever they choose to share it with. Um, does that answer the question? I love so it answers part of it. I mean, the the encryption and stuff is always one hundred percent. But for me, I still don't understand why. And I might have just missed this, but but that all works with an encryption hash, right? Like that works with a signature from a private key. Yeah, it's good to have it tied to like a ledger wallet or whatever. Um, but I don't necessarily understand why there needs to be a token, like a value layer, on top of that security layer. Yeah. So here's the thing is the Jackal, we're going to get really technical here. So the Jackal has something called the proof of persistence protocol. 
So in the traditional layers, they, okay, you have encryption, you have uh, this distributed, you have this ability to have public and private keys in the Web2 environment, but your data has to still be stored somewhere. And if that data center, let's say, flooded or that data center, they decide actually, you know what, you don't deserve to have uh, data stored here. So we're going to unplug our machines or, or kick you off the system. Um, that's something that you can't do with the Jackal protocol because of something called the proof of persistence protocol. So um, every file that's stored on Jackal is kicked out to three storage providers um, that have to be incentivized to store those files. But let's say that one of the storage providers wants to unplug their system. And uh, that means that now, oh, like I only have two times redundancy. Let's say all three decide to unplug their system. Now you don't have any redundancy and your files are gone. We have a system called proof of persistence. So every X amount of blocks, the storage providers have to call into the validator set to prove that they have all the files that they're supposed to have in exchange for the reward for running that system. So for us to have a self-custodial and distributed environment where you have geo-distributed data storage and you have redundancy and you have this ability to be extremely resilient from cyber attacks and all kinds of other different um, attacks in that sense, is that in the event that one of your storage providers goes down, that contract is broken and it's rebuilt with another provider somewhere else in the world um, to ensure that you always have three times redundancy. Um, I, I hope we're tracking in the right direction here, but it's two reasons. We need to incentivize both the validators and the storage providers to run this decentralized storage network where only the end user has access to it, but also there's no centralized entity that's in charge of storing that data. Um, so it's the only, the only agreement is between the code and the end user. So the protocol, like we, we can't kick someone off our own protocol. It's the, the nature of building that, that storage layer is the reason why we need to have the token is to incentivize the storage providers is to manage the file trees by the validators. It's also to ensure that files can be persistent and, and stay online, no matter what happens to a specific geographical location or a specific data center. Um, am, am I tracking the right direction? We can kind of get a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, that was, that was the, the incentivization is really the stuff that I was trying to figure out. Um, okay, cool. Haas, you can. Yeah. You can. And I apologize if you already went into this, Patrick, but I, I, I always think it's like useful for people to understand the difference of what you're doing and like IPFS. Like, what's the difference? Like, what's the main driver like what separates your your storage solution compared to just like a typical storage solution out there yeah yeah so well let's look at ipfs first so ipfs isn't a storage layer it's a discovery layer um, that uses distributed hash tables jackal also uses something similar but uh what ipfs is, is it's a it's a discovery layer of files so it index files by id rather than indexing by location which is pretty cool i'm not gonna lie but there's no incentive layer to actually store files on IPFS. So you still need to store it somewhere. So most of the files stored on IPFS are stored on Amazon servers or Microsoft servers through something like Pinata, for example, where they store your file there and they pin it to IPFS. So it's discoverable by the network and people can go and, and get those files. But there's no persistence there and there's no incentive um, Essentially, unless you're paying uh, a centralized entity to store that file, then uh, people are just kind of doing it out of the goodness of their heart. And that's kind of where we see NFT files disappear, for example. Um, 
Other things is there's no permissions uh, with IPFS or Filecoin or ARWeave. Um, so the permission system is really important with Jocko where you actually have file permissions of who has access to it and who can view it. Um, on the other storage layers, everything's public by default, which is uh, great for their use case, which is predominantly like archives and um, NFT storage and things on those lines. But we're looking for more of a higher security and privacy posture associated with the data storage. So um, number one is it's an incentive layer. So files are stored um, where they're not going to go anywhere and our network makes sure that they don't go anywhere. And number two is actually having privacy and having encryption, having permissions. So these are kind of all the things that weren't really able to do before when the other storage networks were being built, um, predominantly because they were working on proof of work blockchains and it wasn't fast enough to have a permission system. Also, it's like file retrieval, um, Jackal's hot storage, where most other storage networks are cold storage. Um, so like on Filecoin, for example, if I store a file on Filecoin, it's usually for archives or putting files to rest for a really long time. If I want to get that file back, we're looking at about 24 hours um, to get that file back from the Filecoin network on average, because they have to do like this whole process of uh, kind of getting the file, unpacking the file, and then delivering it back to the user. Jackal, it's, it's instant. So it's we just kind of have a little bit of a last mover's advantage in that sense where uh, we're just building with modular blockchains and proof of stake and uh, the Cosmos SDK and all that stuff. Oh, Patrick, I just want to say thank you. You've uh, you've educated me greatly just in uh, in the few minutes that you've been speaking. So thank you very much for that. And also um, a very, uh, very thorough answering. Um, now, um, <laughs> firstly, I would very much like to just do a very quick reset of the space. Um, guys, uh, I see we've got some new listeners. Uh, if you could uh, jump down into the comment section below, give us a like and a retweet on the space. Uh, we are trying to provide education here, and I believe with the current panelists, we are very much succeeding. So if you could give us a like and a retweet, get this uh, get this space out to more people live, and indeed get more people on the recording, that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, so um, I've, I really appreciate everything, the, the, the questions that have uh, been asked by John and Hoss. Um, and uh, the answers that have been given by Patrick. So I'm going to move over to Dan very quickly um, and ask a, a, a very simple and fundamental question. Um, why did you decide to build on Cosmos? Uh, just, uh, just out of curiosity. Well, technically, uh, I mean, look, Cosmos has, has shown uh, a pretty, pretty clear indication that they um, there's a an appreciation for for privacy and uh data sovereignty from from literally day one and to a, a bit of a of a clarification we're actually built more on um fundamentally on secret network and the nature of our project is fundamentally to protect that data and so that means that we need that sort of privacy by design from a first step. Um, and, and that, I think, is what really brought us to that. So ultimately, it was through, um, it, it was through Secret Network that got us to, to, to Cosmos. But I've always been a fan of the, of the ecosystem. It's, a, it's, it's strong, it's robust, it's got a very large and growing community and and what we've noticed as we've gone to some of these so i was at east denver for example um, but we've been at 
a number of other um, conventions and conferences and whatnot. What I've noticed is that Cosmos routinely has some of the most active participants, active community, uh, and the most serious, intellectually serious, intellectually, um, uh, you know, th there's 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 a there's an awareness there of what we're trying to do. It's not just ooh, this is new technology. We need to keep uh, doing it just for the sake of it being new. It's there's a there's an end point. There's an end goal, rather, I should say. Um, there's an end goal of providing as much. Um, uh, value to the end user, and and ultimately, I think that's that's very valuable to everybody. And I'm not one of these people. I'm not a I'm not a uh, Bitcoin maxi or, or or anything maxi. To be honest, I I think that uh, at the end of the day, uh, the the cryptocurrency market, the blockchain community is going to be uh, sort of a paradox set of solutions that we're going to have to learn how to play well together. And I think that. Above all, that's what I've seen at Cosmos is that there is this incredible willingness, and not just willingness, but a, but an excitement to uh, try to try to bridge these these differences and and come to some sort of um, to to borrow a, a phrase a a consensus solution to to what we're trying to do, and I think ultimately that's that's good for everybody. Well said. Well said. Um, now, um, I think principled. Principled is the way that I uh, I, I generally describe the Cosmos ecosystem because I Absolutely. agree. Uh, we have uh, we have found in our experience, even as a new protocol, new like we've only just kind of really started spreading our spreading our feelers out to the um, to the ecosystem, looking for partners and all that kind of thing. Um, but every single person we've interacted with has been principled, and they've been you know they've everyone seems to want to uphold the the tenets of the of the of the of the industry like as uh, as put down like you know 15 years or more ago um and it's a great great set of people uh these are again like you say they're very serious they're they're real builders and uh, i absolutely love that um as far as like um the uh like the kind of interoperability stuff you kind of uh kind of uh, touched on there as well like I, I i also agree it's this is uh this is not a one one protocol wins all that's never that's not blockchain that's not the way it is um in fact you know um galactica network itself is um kind of in its uh, in its founding papers that we've written um we believe that it's uh in the in our, our we call it a cipher state um other people will call it other things such as network states and all sorts of other things um but the general idea is that you know galactica network might be a uh, a cipher state and then um there might be another protocol or the, all the other protocols um on the, on perhaps the in the cosmos ecosystem may well be um some form of network state or cipher state as well uh, if they include like uh, if they include people um so uh, and then all these uh, all these um, network states will be interoperable due to Obviously, on, on on Cosmos, it will be very easy due to the IBC. But also, we're interoperable with every other ecosystem that allows interoperability. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's not a one one protocol wins all. That's all I'm trying to get down to. I think um, in the in our industry at all, you know, we all need to work together and do what we do best, and uh, and uh, ex and uh, just import what we don't do best if we can. Um, so, um, Patrick, 
Patrick, my friend, um, how do you like, why exactly did you start building on Cosmos? If indeed you did start building on Cosmos, if I haven't got that wrong as well. <laughs> yeah, no, we, uh, we, well, we started building this e-discovery tool for court use on Polygon and, and we built that out first. And that was our first uh, kind of endeavor into the blockchain space other than kind of working on uh, crypto asset recovery and stuff like that when we were in our previous life, I guess is the way to put it. Um, so that's kind of how we got involved with blockchain. And then we started uh, building on the application layer of the secret network. And our initial idea was uh, we, uh, we wanted to build, we, we didn't want to build an L1 blockchain. We wanted to kind of use the path of least resistance to a product that would work for our use case. We we're kind of scratching our own itch there. So we built uh, the on the secret network and then we were going to use Filecoin for cold storage. And then we were going to make a peer to peer network in between for caching to make things speedy and having that like wrap privacy. Um, for, for our use case um, on Jackal with our kind of decentralized infrastructure network is we have a lot of transactions on Jackal um, because we have to submit these storage proofs and having verifiability and all that stuff. And also um, when you store a file, uh, it, it got really expensive for our use case, um, just specifically the decentralized physical infrastructure network use case on the secret network. Um, I, I still think it's, it's a great use case for the guys at Serenity, show them what they're building. But um, the, the issue is that the gas fees got really, really expensive for us because the secret network is really great at what it does and it has general privacy uh, using their um, trusted execution environments uh, with the Intel chips. I, I don't know if they're switching to new chips. I haven't been there for about a year, but um, basically like they're really great at having general privacy, but for our use case, um, it was a little bit too expensive to use the gas fees over there. And it started to really bloat as the files got bigger and all that good stuff. So um, what we did is we, Sacrifice general privacy for specific privacy, where uh, the the token balances in your wallet are public. Um, how much storage you purchase from the network is public, but we are able to layer on our own encryption to make sure all the files are private, the file trees are private, the who has ownership of what files are private. So uh, that's kind of where we uh, we had to sacrifice general privacy for specific privacy there. Um, so we moved to build our own application-specific blockchain. And the reason why we stayed in the Cosmos ecosystem is we think that this is the best tech stack for a modular blockchain. Uh, we think it's extremely advanced in, in the different ways that it does have. And we needed to craft a blockchain that is tailored to the use case of data storage, which is something that you can't really do on Ethereum. I know with Eigenlayer, you're starting to able to kind of build more uh, blockchains that are like not blockchains, but kind of build apps that are a little bit more tailored um, there, but we need to do alter the blockchain modules at its core to provide the best user experience and best product possible. So um, there's not really many places in blockchain you can do that. So that's kind of how we landed uh, in the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, and then another side note is, is we had to kind of build a vertically integrated storage layer as well because uh, Filecoin for their use case, awesome for archives, but not really awesome for an active cloud hot storage environment. So we had to kind of move um, everything into our own storage layer as well. So a number of different things. It's, it's been a long road for us. We kind of started in December, 
November of 2021, and that doesn't really—I guess it's not that long ago, but it feels like eons when you're uh, when you're building this space. That's for sure. A hundred percent. It's uh, it's absolutely amazing how the time flies. Um, so yeah, I mean, like um, I think it's that it is that combination, isn't it? It's uh, that, that reliability, the interoperability, and the and the modularity is just uh, it's just almost impossible to be. The interoperability point that you just uh, kind of pointed out is the IBC stuff is nuts. It's absolutely bananas. Um, where you want to think about a product like an idea like this, where you have a say you have a smart contract over on the Archway ecosystem, and you want to have access to the Jackal protocol storage layer um, using IBC and interchain accounts. You can have smart contracts that control storage accounts themselves. And that unlocks, I, I, I can't even fathom the different opportunities that that unlocks where you can have really smart contracts that have access to petabytes of data storage. It's, a, it's pretty nuts without ever having to leave the blockchain ecosystem. That's really fascinating to me. Um, also, other things like account abstraction where you can uh, have smart contracts uh, that are kind of like, I guess, Web3 APIs, basically, that you like throw files at the smart contract and the smart contract stores that automatically on your behalf. So the ease of integrations is getting really, really good, really, really fast using this tech stack. I couldn't be more happy. Yeah, my goodness, account abstraction is going to be absolutely crazy. Um, I would just like to, because I, I'm just conscious of the fact that I've realized just how late it's got without me even realizing. Um, so, um, it's been too, too good of a conversation guys. Well done. Um, so, um, you kind of touched on that there guys, um, well, Patrick, um, about the privacy and identity. That was kind of my, uh, my last kind of topic of concern for everyone. Uh, so maybe you can actually start us off with that and then we'll go over to Dan to finish us off or it's Justin, whoever wishes to speak. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, just, just in a general sense, um, how do you guys, um, deal with privacy and identity when dealing with decentralized data storage? Uh, I'm not huge, uh, again, I'm not, not hugely uh, up to date on centralized storage in general, so I'd love to learn. And we're big on privacy and identity. So it's uh, links into Galactica quite nicely. Yeah. Um, so pretty much for us, everything for identity is, is managed, uh, by, the protocol in the sense that we have our public and private keys. So that's the only identity that we have on the Jackal protocol. Um, I am aware that that can, that's kind of a double-edged sword at the same time, right? Where I think it's important for compliance. And if we want to get use cases that we've been looking at, like large CCTV camera footage, or either even like storing government archives for various governments in the world and all that kind of good stuff is we need more compliance. In that sense, and we need a way to kind of gauge that using on-chain identifiers. Um, right now, we have a very, very basic name service, which is like really the only identifier that we have right now. But we are aware that there's a very, very large gap um, in trying to create compliant identity on-chain for specific use cases. So right now, for us, um, we're kind of wide open. We only really have public and private keys. Um, on Jackal and the only identity that you have is your wallet address. Okay. Understood. Oh, well, that's something we definitely need to talk to talk between ourselves about then. Um, one of the, uh, one of the primary aspects of Galactica network, one of the first things we wanted to achieve, uh, was something we've termed private compliance. And that's, that's the ability to be private, be self-sovereign, um, you know, be, uh, just to comply with all the tenets of cryptocurrency while still, uh, enabling you to have a uh, a verifiable identity 
Um, so, and it's obviously that's, that includes any, you know, KYC providers off chain and all this stuff, still maintaining your privacy there uh, and having them unable to actually uh, identify you on chain through your blockchain address. Um, so it's, a, I think, I think again, uh, I've said it before, I think, uh, I think both of both the Serena Shield and, uh, and Jackal, I think we all need to have a chat. Um, so, um, yeah, Dan, I, I, uh, or Justin, uh, same, same, same question, guys. I mean, how do you, how do you guys deal with, uh, with uh, identity and privacy, uh, or one or the other? So we like to say that, uh, the difference between privacy and secrecy is that a user should have access to privacy. That should be a human right, but secrecy isn't necessarily anything that our protocol is really trying to push. We want people to have ownership of their data and privacy of the ownership of the data, but we also want them to be, you know, law abiding and within at least like the realms of human decency acting within our protocol and like what they're storing on our, our systems. So what we try to do is the best of both worlds where we do have a pro, uh, a system in place. When you open up your account, you save, you know, your first and last name and your cell phone number so that you can recover your data if you do lose access to a wallet. Um, but beyond that, we use smart contracts and secret network to cloak all the data that anybody is storing. So Serenity Shield never knows what you're putting in there, but we do know the users that will be using uh, the protocol to make sure that, as I said, like if they were to lose their phone or something like that, they can actually gain access to the data that they stored on the DAP. Um, when they get their phone back, they might not have access to their wallets. Maybe they didn't write down their C phrases, but if they saved them in a strong box, they can recover them. We also use a three-part NFT key solution to keep the strong box locked up. And we're working with Fendora and their Prism++ um, technology to make sure that when the NFTs are issued to our users, they are anonymous NFTs. Uh, what we want to do is, or the last thing we want to do is invite users to make targets of themselves because if people know that people are storing valuable things in strong boxes and then they could look at the ledger and start to see what nfts are being minted and what wallets they're going to then you know that's obviously prime pickings for phishing attacks so we're doing our best to respect the sovereignty of our users while also allowing the option for them to recover their data should they lose it and then you know, also to keep them protected on chain while they are using the product. But at no time does Serenity Shield have any idea or access. Like we have no idea about what you're storing. We have no access over what you're storing. We can help you recover access for yourself to what you deem important that's stored in a strong box. Um, but, you know, we don't have any control over it. So as much hands off as possible, programmatically dictated everything. We're trying to, you know, program everything to be run from the smart contract level. So there's no human intervention at any point. Um, so I know this was a weird answer, but it's a, it's a very complicated question. It's something we take seriously. And we talked about for about the last year and a half, you know, how do you serve a market that, uh, you know, puts privacy about everything else, but do it in a way that doesn't harm anybody or put anybody at risk at the same time. It's tricky, but it's something that we're open to trying to solve. No doubt at all. No doubt at all. And um, these these are incredibly tricky questions um, that we've again at Galactica Network. We've been we've been planning for the last two years, trying to trying to get to some kind of equilibrium on all these things. 
it's 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 a tough one. No one no one gets it exactly right. Uh, but hopefully together we can come up with a solution that works for everyone in some way or another. Um, yeah, guys, it's uh, that's uh, those are that was absolutely fantastic answering. So um, I would just like to like to, um, to kind of like uh, slowly wind down. Uh, I'd like to start maybe with uh, Patrick. Um, can you kind of uh, maybe give our listeners, in fact, you know what, first listeners who are listening, uh, please, if you have not, if you uh, if you don't mind, um, just jump into the comment section and give us a like and a retweet, please. I'm begging you, please. Um, it will uh, really help get the recording out to more people. And um, we are doing a very good job of educating right now. Uh, I can tell that we're providing a great deal of value. So please just give us the like, give us the retweet. It will help us immeasurably. It doesn't cost you anything, as Cosmos Host likes to say. So please, if you can. Um, again, uh, the, the uh, one little question I'd like to ask, guys. So Patrick, um, can you just give our listeners um, maybe the alpha on any current campaigns you might be running at Jackal or simply how best to get involved with your project, either or is fine. Uh, just a bit more uh, that we can uh, we can uh, uh, get our users involved with. Yeah, uh, the best way to kind of get involved with Jackal is try it out, right? And so you can go to our website. Um, oh my goodness, my, my brain just completely <laughs> fell apart right there. Um, it's jackalprotocol.com, one word, jackalprotocol. Um, from there, you can go and you, you're going to need Jackal tokens. So you can get those on Osmosis or Crescent um, or uh, Shade Swap is another one. And I think also Astro Vault is the other three places or four places you can get the Jackal token. From there, you can go to the Jackal Protocol dashboard from our website and you can upload your files, create a storage account and try it out. And if you have any feedback, please come to our Discord as well. You can also get there uh, from our website or um, that's probably the best way to get there is from the website and hop in the Discord. Give us any feedback. Uh, I believe your, that's your, your account's in the audience, right? Is that, the, is that your account? Just making sure it's not, yeah. uh, not a copy. Yeah. The account is right there. That would be us. Okay, uh, great. So make sure you follow those accounts and make sure you follow Patrick. Uh, sorry, Patrick, continue. No, absolutely. That's that's pretty much it. Just go uh, go to the account, go to our website and try it out. If you have any questions, come to the Discord. We'll be happy to help as well. Fantastic, mate. Fantastic. Um, Dan, Justin, uh, same question, guys. Uh, do you have any current campaigns running that you'd like to let everyone know about? Or simply, how would you best get involved with Serenity Shield? I, I do, actually. We do. Uh, we are in the... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. Uh, Sorry, we're in the process... Big. Yeah, no worries, man. Uh, so right now, we are currently in the process of uh, our, our test net. And then we're going to be moving to our, our uh, main net very soon. If we haven't done done so already, that's something Justin could answer. But at any rate, we are planning on a full launch very soon. Um, what I would like to do is invite anyone and everyone uh, who is interested to come and participate. Not only would you be helping us to uh, to to develop our our solution better, but you'll also help us to get to the point where we are going to have a fully live solution before we even uh, launch our token, which, which I think is, uh, I, I can't say we're the first to do it, but the, 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 the number of projects that have managed to do that is pretty thin indeed. So um, 
I'm very excited about what we're about to do. There's a lot of things that we're about to announce that I can't announce yet because, um, well, let me just drop this. Um, and and just might give me a, a hard time for this, but we are we are in the running for a pretty serious uh, technology award, um, and we will be announcing uh, that very soon, uh, probably tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, Justin. Um, but at any rate, what I'd like to do is invite anybody who would like to participate to, to jump on board. Just come to our our Telegram, uh, go to our website. Either way, you'll be able to find uh a, a way to to get involved you know if you if you have questions feel free to reach out to any of us on the team through telegram or through uh twitter x whatever we're calling it today um because at the end of the day uh it, it's not just a, it's not just words for us we this is a labor love for us we are really trying to provide a, a solution to the <laughs> thanks it's a it's a, our aim is to provide a solution that will work for everybody. And I think that it's something that will work uh, everywhere. So um, welcome. Thank you guys. And uh, I must say that it is really nice to see, you know, good builders, clearly good builders being recognized for their work. And um, I would like to recognize uh, both our primary speakers today, uh, Patrick, uh, in fact, all, all three, Patrick, Dan, and Justin. Um, so from Jackal Protocol and Serenity, Serenity, uh, Serenity Shield, respectively, um, for being good builders. I'd just like to you know, recognize that. And uh, it's very nice to be speaking with you today. Um, so I just want to throw it over to Cosmos Hoss or John, uh, depending on uh, if anyone has any, any, uh, any very quick questions uh, to finish off with uh, before we wind down. Uh, no, just a reminder, uh, don't do insider trading, kids. Um, somebody just got the former OpenSea head of product was sentenced to three months of home arrest. So uh, yeah, insider trading bad, confirmed. Yep, well, well is that for sure. Thank you, John. Yep, uh, don't, don't, don't insider trade. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a bad habit. Uh, Hoss, mate, any final thoughts? No, my final thoughts is I wanted to thank all the uh, guests. It was very great to hear them. I haven't spoken to them in some time. I know all of them pretty much individually. I think it's very beneficial to maybe re-listen to the space, especially when Patrick was referring to what they're doing over at Jackal. The same with Justin and Dan with uh, Serenity Shield, and also for all the people that always tune in and are working hard during the bear market, take pride of what you're doing, and also the people who listen to the recording, all is well, keep doing your thing. I appreciate everyone as always, and to the next time. Thank you, Oz. Quite right, and I couldn't agree more. All right, guys, this has been an absolutely amazing space. Genuinely has. We've had amazing takes, amazing insights from all of our speakers today. Um, so if you have uh, an opinion or if you'd like a, a question included in the uh, in any future space, uh, please make use of our Discord channel. Uh, you can find it in the Galactica profile. Uh, so you can also find just about everything to do with Galactica from our Discord profile. Uh, if you have a question specifically, you want to jump into the AMA questions channel. If you just want more general advice, stick in the general channel. Um, and uh, if you would like to join the Cypher State campaign and uh, get your citizen, citizenship passport early, uh, hint, hint. Uh, wink, wink. I don't know if that actually works over voice. I'm not sure. But in any case, uh, just join the Cyber State campaign through the Discord. It'd be very, uh, it'll be a worthy time. Um, so I'd like to uh, just uh, thank the audience again uh, for coming to listen. 
Um, if you can check out the uh, the pinned tweet at the top, if you uh, are a developer or you know a developer, uh, to check out our Voyager art campaign. Uh, we're just looking. We've put out some RFPs uh, for the um, for the campaign, so just uh, things that we will definitely support. If uh, if you guys want to try building on our devnet, on our public devnet that's available right now, um, we will support you in any way, shape, or form we can. Uh, so just check it out. If you if you know a de developer and you can get us in touch, we would be eternally thankful. Uh, that'd be great. Um, so yeah, um, please don't forget to drop a like and a retweet, guys, uh, at the bottom right of this uh, screen on your way out. Um, it really helps us get uh, new people in. It also lets people access the recording for people who can't be here live. So many of them right now, we've got quite a growing European contingent and Asian contingent um, who are just uh, just uh, faithfully listening to all of these recordings. So I'm really happy about that. Um, so thank you to our speakers. Thank you to the audience. And finally, and as always, I would like to thank you for joining us, everyone. Forward to seeing you on the next episode of Into the Cyber State. See you next time, guys, and thank you for coming. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets, dead ends, dragging out the maximum. Out of payments, red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knotters, and then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over the impossible loss, it's all moss, and I'm liking the odds. Bond doing the morning, forming Michael. Logical bonds, click the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns white knighting all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt, we rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Yeah.
Spaces. Spaces.